we are live hello yeah so you're in south africa right now yes indeed um it's been a, an eventful couple of weeks to say the mm -hmm. least <laughs> um, <laughs> yes honestly uh as many people uh in south africa and i'm sure the world knows um things have gotten a little bit shaky again with lockdowns and especially in europe and i've basically made it out just in time um uh i i flew back the week before and i'm gonna tell you by the way you're lucky lucky you seriously yeah, <laughs> yeah basically and you flew yeah i was originally supposed to fly on the weekend that they uh, announced like total ban of South Africans just anywhere. And for some yeah. odd reason, I had booked the week before a few months back to, to come back a bit earlier and, and spend some time with my friends. So it all worked out crazily well. Um, I'm just thanking whoever is looking after me for getting me here safely. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a, it's, you can't help but not stress during these times. It's a, you can do everything. You can meditate. You can be yep. carnivore. You can be whatever. But there's just like a collective anxiety, which is very hard to uh, not experience. So I'm, I must say, I'm a very calm person. But those couple of weeks leading up to me leaving for South Africa, yeah. I honestly felt like a level of anxiety that I haven't felt in ages. So I, I understand yeah. people are coming from. Oh yeah. I mean, we're kind of just thinking, we're like, what is going to happen? You know, are we going to go into lockdown? Because if you think about it, like I didn't relocate 5,000 plus miles to be in lockdown. Like I didn't do that. I didn't do that to have a smaller space here and just like go through that mental hula hoop again, where there's places in, you know, the States that are wide open. Right. I'm like, Florida's looking really good right now. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> but no, I, I feel the anxiety. I definitely do. And I think that um, you missed, I had a Friendsgiving, like right before all these lockdowns in Europe started. And when I say lockdown, just to like clarify for people listening. So there's different lockdowns that are happening. There's different vaccine mandates that are going on for the most part in Europe right now. If you want to get into a bar, a cafe, uh, anything where there's like people or you want to enjoy yourself is what I say. <laughs> um, you have to scan what is like a QR code for what they call a vaccine passport. And so you can also get a test. You don't have to have the vaccine and you basically upload your QR result. And then you show that to restaurants or wherever you go that they ask for the Corona pass is what it's called. Mm -hmm. So here in the Netherlands, um, not only do they require that and they've required that for, I think, two months now at least um they now also are closing everything by 5 p.m so everything shuts down at 5 p.m right and so I, I think it's interesting because it's not a full lockdown but still you have to wonder like you know we saw with other lockdowns that there wasn't you know a super positive impact you know maybe there's more of a cost to an individual's mental health right being on lockdown you know, so are these, maybe the cases are lower, but are we really, you know, I guess, what is it costing us to do this, to have these lockdowns, right? What small businesses are dying off because of it, right? Like most restaurants, like if you're a dinner restaurant, you're not going to survive, right? Like, I mean, depending how long this lasts, but we are just anxiously waiting to see what happens. And uh, yeah, I think I'm kind of just on edge because I'm like, dude, like, am I going to have to bail here soon? Like I just got here. 
am I going to have to bail pretty soon? I don't know. I'm scared, <laughs> but anyway, but I'm so glad you're back in South Africa. And I actually was at a dinner uh, this weekend and someone was saying that South Africa was actually doing a lot of research into the genome sequencing for the virus. And so because they discovered this variant, it was almost like, it was like, oh, you discovered this, but now we're locking you out because you have figured out that this new Omicron variant, right, is in South Africa. So because your, your country did the research and went above and beyond for the genome sequencing and all that, I have no idea about how that works, but basically that's what I know is that now you're like penalized because you're the first to find it where it's actually already existing everywhere. Yeah, ba exactly. Basically, okay. basically they, yeah. basically they said, "Oh, oh, you guys have found it now. Uh, hang on, you can't come anywhere. Sorry, you, yeah. you just, you just can't." <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, I would be nervous as a country to do like further research into things. Just being like, I don't know, is this going to put us in a lockdown or is this like? Exactly, it, it's weird. Exactly, and I mean, the the thing that saddens me the most is like. I mean, not to make this all about, you know, lockdowns and stuff, but is that South Africa, especially during this time of year, like relies on tourism. Um, mm -hmm. So much of our GDP comes from tourism and people go to Cape Town, people go to Durban, yeah. even Johannesburg. And the weather this time of year is absolutely phenomenal here. So everyone's going to be coming here. And that's the saddest part. Like you said, it's it's the ripple effect it has on small businesses because I mean, the Amazons and Nestle's of the world are going to be fine, you know, it's, but it's, yeah. it's, it's the small butcher that relies on his local people coming every day. But if he's in lockdown, the tourists. exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. things, things have been interesting to, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, uh, to show the, I guess, the amount of escalation, like Austria has now mandated a vaccine and in Germany. So basically in Austria, if you don't have a vaccine and you're walking around, you'll get fined mm. and you'll, there'll be like, you know, there'll be repercussions for that. But in Germany now, what's happened is that um, basically like it's a lockdown for all unvaccinated people. Mm. Basically. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen this story before a little bit. I don't know. But anyways, lots of weird stuff happening. I have no idea. I'm just kind of like sitting back like, hey, you know yeah. what? I'm going to breathe. I'm not going to like worry about what's happening or anything. And just let's just see how this plays out the next couple months. But yeah, so, um, anyways. So yeah. You, so you're reading an interesting book at the moment, I believe. And you've started <laughs> something which looks which looks pretty gnarly for December time, um, a time of year that I usually um, consider my my indulgence, you know, period. But it, it, it's tell me more about this book that you're reading and the and the the challenge that you've uh, set yourself. Yeah, so um, I'll just back up that like you know we had a friendsgiving, like a Thanksgiving. I ate whatever, and I was like, okay, cool. We had like another Thanksgiving the following week. And I ate whatever during that meal too. And I so was wait, like, you had oh, two, it's fine. did you have two? two yeah, I had two things, two turkeys. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice. One was actually like amazing because it was smoked. Like I still don't like vegetables. So like maybe I'll have some potatoes. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, cranberry sauce on turkey is just, you know, like it's a staple, right? Like you it cranberry ratio oh. on turkey is like half and half, right? Like yeah. you can't eat turkey. I mean, you can, 
but like with cranberry sauce, that's like very Thanksgiving. And I was just like, oh, this feels like home. So I kind of got in a spot where I was like doing the walking. I still wasn't working out. Like, I think I'd done like two workouts and I was like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Like weakness is winning. Like, I feel like right now, like my weaknesses are just like, they're building up. Right. Mm-hmm. I gained eight to 10 pounds uh, after doing the walking, right. I was doing all this cardio and I think I was stressed out. So like, I just, I gained eight to 10 pounds. Um, and I was just like, you know what, like, screw this. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go down this path. And I decided to start 75 hard because you know, what better time than Christmas, new year's, your sister visiting for Christmas, your 30th birthday. What what other was the best time would it be to do a challenge where for 75 days you don't drink alcohol, you drink a gallon of water every day, you work out two times per day. One when it has to be outside. Crazy. It was sleeting on me the other day. Um, and then you also do 10 pages of reading. So that ties back to what you were asking me about initially is like, why am I reading this book? There's a book by Jocko Wilnick. Um, he is, if you don't know Jocko, like you probably should like look him up and like see what he's about because he's an amazing human being. He's a badass motherfucker. Exudes, yeah. He's a badass motherfucker. Let's just say yeah. that. Um, he just exudes everything of training as a Navy SEAL, as being a leader, as being courageous, like he's, he's usually the person that you want to be like, right. Be more like Jocko. Um, and he wrote this book. And so I've just been, that's been part of my 10 pages reading that I've been doing every morning. I'll just wake up, have my coffee and read. And it's just very inspiring. Like it's not, you know, it's not some crazy novel or anything. It's just really inspirational stuff. Mm. Like, Hey, like do not let your weaknesses in, right? Like you need to be stronger. You need to get up out of bed. You need to say goodbye to the pillow, goodbye to the covers. I need to get up and get after it. Right. Yeah. So it's very like motivational in that regard. Um, and it's probably from his training as well. But one of my favorite things, and I post this on my story is that whenever something bad happens, you know, in life, bad stuff happens, right. He has this response where he says, good. Right. And I think that that's just such a great message. And I send that to my sister and she's like, Oh my God, I needed to see this. Like, it's just life right? Like bad shit happens to good Mm -hmm. people all the time. Life is not fair. You don't want to just worry about it. Right. And so I don't know. I just kind of am like, I'm a big fan and it's been a really fun time reading that book. Like to start my 75 hard because I'm like, okay, let's (laughs) get into this. (laughs) And his, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his like guarding philosophy or the name of the book is discipline equals freedom, right? Yes. That's the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that yeah. philosophy because basically you reach, a, you reach a point in your, in your life when it's like you, you're a carnivore, you're thriving, you're doing everything right. But if you don't have discipline, you are not going to have the freedom to do the things that you actually want. There's a paradox, you know, that everyone thinks that they want to like sit on a beach and drink margaritas for the rest of their rest of their life and retire no you're gonna get bored as shit after two weeks yeah if, if you don't have discipline in your life whether it's going to the gym going to crossfit or going dancing uh doing whatever you whatever you enjoy doing that requires some small level of discipline 
you're gonna you you're gonna you're gonna get like bad results. You're gonna feel like shit. I think what happens too is that what I was feeling is a lack of routine, right? Mm -hmm. I was, there was no structure. I, I was just going day by day, like, oh, I'll wake up at you know eight thirty today, and you know what? Mm, I have to walk the dogs. I'll do this. I don't have time to work out, right? Like when you don't have structure, things feel out of control, right? Like people can criticize you all you want and be like, oh, that girl is so strict about being carnivore. And it's like, yo, to each their own, first of all. And second of all, you don't know how hard I'm holding my line and what that discipline is doing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because some people don't realize that and they want to critique people because they wake up like Jocko wakes up at 4 a.m. or 3.30 or 4 a.m. every morning and he does his workout, right? Like some people might think, oh, that's crazy. And it's like, no, that's his routine. This is how he lives such a good life. And he has the ability to go and do all these other amazing things yeah. because he follows like the discipline, like discipline is not bad. And I mm -hmm. think that it's so easy now to not be disciplined. And like, it's just, it almost like doesn't exist. So mm -hmm. Jocko says, he goes, hold the line, like hold your line. If you start letting little things happen, like, oh, here we go. I'm going to go off my diet for a little bit. Right. Or, you know what? I'm going to miss that workout day and sleep in like those little things they accumulate to the yeah. point where then you don't recognize who you are anymore like mm -hmm. you know 10 days later or you know <laughs> yeah i i definitely feel you and i think i think the key term there is routine because i bet you jocko doesn't have an alarm he just wakes up at that time probably every morning just because that is his routine it's like people think people think that i'm I'm giving you an example. People think I'm disciplined because I wake up at five o'clock as well every morning, 5.30, 5, 5 o'clock. I, I just do that now. It is so natural to me. I don't even use an alarm clock anymore. So it's just, it's just like embedded in my DNA now. It's like not even, <laughs> you know, you almost want to get to the point where, where your discipline becomes your routine. It's, you, you know, it's like, yeah. it just becomes. But also Josh, like, do people ever ask why you wake up that early? I could tell people like, Hey, I wake up that early so I can read and have alone time and enjoy my coffee mm -hmm. before the rest of the world is up before I get pings from work before my dogs are barking at me to play with them. Like before my <laughs> husband is awake, you know, like yeah. people don't know your reasons for waking up. Mm -hmm. I think people think they see people doing hard stuff. I think they're jealous to an extent that you have the discipline to do that. Right. Like mm -hmm. you have the mental toughness to be like, Oh yeah. Like, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. no matter what time I went to bed, right? I think mm. there's a lot of people that just um, want to criticize people for having more structure in their life. And I think it's just an immediate, um, what is that called? When, like a reflection? What is that? Oh, deflection from like a person. Yeah. Because maybe that's structure that's lacking in their life, but to each their own, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, so just... For, so circling back to the 75 hard so there's a couple of like things that you have to do to basically do it like i know you mentioned reading a book pages and then you're on the are you on like a stricter carnivore diet now or how yeah um i'm very strict carnivore right now um to the point where like i'm so excited about this and i feel like this is nothing compared to actual struggles that people go through, but I'm like, okay, 
I cannot eat, you know, sugar and all those other things and carbs for a certain amount of time, like 75 days. Like that's nothing, you know? So like in my eyes, I'm like, okay. So I went to a dinner party the other night and everyone had like pizza and like alcohol. And like, there was like seven different desserts and like literally multiple people are like coming up to me being like, and I'm like, what a great time for this. And I was like, <laughs> like offering me like plates full of food. And I'm just like, no, like I already ate, like I'm so full. Cause that's what I do too. Like just FYI, like if you are in dinner party and you know that they're going to have pizza or like something that you probably just don't want to eat, like eat, eat like a full meal before you go to that dinner party. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you can just pick at the little things you want. And, uh, yeah, I thought there would be like cheese, but there wasn't. Um, what? <laughs> so, there was no yeah, cheese in 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 well, Netherlands. What? Are you sure you're even I there? Thought, <laughs> I know I brought cheese, but it was kind of awkward because it was like it would be like the only cheese, and I was like, "Damn, am I gonna like open up this cheese?" Because it was like packaged all nicely. I was like, "Am I gonna like open this cheese and just start?" But it was totally fine. Like I was full, but I think yeah. a lot of people like multiple times. It's like, dude offer me five more times like I'm gonna say no mm. oh and by the way the, the point of this is that with 75 hard if you veer from your diet if you don't do your two 45 minute exercises per day if you don't do your 10 pages reading if you don't eat a gallon of water if you cheat you have to restart from the beginning so it is supposed to be something a tool that you can use to do this for 75 days consistently it's not mm-hmm. meant to be like broken up with cheating or not doing it. it's consistency with this why is it 75 so, days um, do you know why i mean it's quite an odd number i don't know the guy andy friscala i think is his name starts andy f let's call him andy f um he has a podcast and everything but i i think uh it kind of aligns with some of the logic i think um i would say with like, you know, the 30 day, um, like restart that people would do on paleo. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what is that? 30 days. Uh, I don't remember. The... Wow. I'm blanking so hard. Right now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. I was like, wait, that was like four years ago now. There's like animal based 30 and then you get, um, something 30, but it's the paleo version. Yeah. So it's something like that, but this is supposed to yeah. encompass your life. It's not supposed mm. to. So the reading is supposed to make you smarter, right? Cause you should be reading every day. The two workouts today are to make sure to break up your day. So you're not just like sitting in a desk all day and you actually are outside, right? One of the workouts has to be outside. I picked the worst freaking time for this man. Um, <laughs> I did a 45 minute walk in like sleet. Like it was like, anyway, um, it, it meant to go outside, right? So there's reasons for every little like portion of this, but it's giving you like structure that I so badly needed, but like, I didn't know I needed, like these things are fun. Mm. And one thing I will do, or I am doing Josh, that you're going to just freak out over. Um, well, two things, one thing <laughs> you're not going to freak out. It's fine. Uh, one thing is that I'm actually recording my food because I'm freaking out. Hang on. I was I'm freaking out. Stop. Are no, you I'm freaking joking. out? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so I am using a tracker for my food because okay. I wanted to know what percentage of protein, like how many grams of protein I was eating to, per day compared to fat. Right. So then I can actually look at it and like take notes. Cause the other thing is you take notes, how you feel, um, mm. like during the day, like you should have a journal where you like journal how you feel. Um, or you can just do it in the 75 hard app. But I think that helps too, because then I can look and be like, you know what? 
I wasn't really feeling it this day. Oh, okay. It looks like I ate like a very little amount of protein that day. Cause I was just like running all over the place. I didn't eat red meat that day or whatever. Right. You can just like look back. Um, so I've done it for a week now and it's just, it's pretty straightforward. Like it's the same thing. One thing I have done is I have introduced orange juice to my diet. And I don't mean orange juice, like Tropicana or like Dole or any of like the sugary, like, well, I guess more sugar in them, Mm -hmm. but I started doing a half cup of, uh, fresh squeezed oranges that you like do it yourself, um, with my breakfast or not my breakfast, I guess my first meal of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so far so good. I don't really see any differences or anything. I guess the interesting part is that I'm also trying to lose those 10 pounds or eight to 10 pounds I gained. So mm. I, I don't think that'll really have an impact, but I thought I'd mention those two things that are kind of crazy for me. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine we, we all, we all go through stages of experimentation and that kind of reminds me um, when I was in a similar, similar situation to you when I, when I arrived in Amsterdam and this was before you even arrived, I, I was also just experimenting with, with a lot of honey and honey is obviously not, uh, it's not orange juice. I get that. Um, it's, 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 it's pretty different. It's still fructose, but I don't know if it was out of a place of like stress or, or what it was, but I was doing this and, um, yeah, I gained quite a bit of weight, uh, and I got stronger, but I just wasn't feeling like, I wasn't feeling just my chilled, my usual chilled self. Like, um, and actually I, I saw something interesting now um, with uh, one of my favorite humans in the carnival space, uh, nutrition with Judy, Judy Cho. I know we've spoken about her before, but there, there's been like papers published, the, the effects of fructose on your liver. And it's, um, it, 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 especially if like me, I was really overweight. I think that's, that's a big factor in this. I think if you, if you weren't really as in, insulin uh, sensitive as I was, maybe it wouldn't have the same effect. But I just feel so much better now, not having the the, the honey. Um, but 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 the orange juice I have heard is something that can can really can help a lot of people in the, in the carnival sphere, especially if you like you doing you doing like two workouts a day, you walking outside, you are doing all of these things that maybe just like that extra bit of glycogen will just help you recover a bit better, maybe help you sleep a bit better as well. So, yeah, it's interesting because I don't think there's a lack of like glucose or the the glycogenesis is like the process, right? Or like breaks it down. But mm-hmm. I guess with like eating high protein, you never have like an issue with that. But I'm I am very curious because it's such a small amount mm-hmm. that like I wonder what effect that'll have. But like with you, you had that effect with like honey. It's like, I don't know. So I think after this week, I'll probably stop it and then just see what happens without it for a week. Mm. Like with the orange juice, right. Just to see like, if I feel any different, like, I mean, I feel really good right now besides having a bout of, uh, some situation this morning that I told you about, (laughs) (laughs) I may have eaten something bad last night, and I'm paying the, not like bad as in like cheating, but I think I actually ate something that might've been expired or like mm. turned bad on me. 
So it's been a really fun morning. And, um, and again, again like, again, there we go. Again, <laughs> um, I, I say this a lot, but, and I think we've, we've both spoken about it, but when you are eating insanely fresh food that like we do, we literally eat probably the freshest food on the planet. It's literally, it gets sliced and diced, gets packaged. We eat it. You are bound to go through periods where you may eat something that's a little bit not right. And that's completely normal. It's, it's the, the, the not normal thing is eating a packaged product that lasts for 20 years on the shelf. Yeah. And doesn't expire. So I fully get you. Like nobody said this diet or this way of eating is perfect. And no one said that you're never going to feel like shit. You know, I think people have that misconception. <laughs> so I just, I, yeah. I just had to say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so too. And a lot of times I like posted today, there was a McDonald's meal on my story and it was a McDonald's meal that was 11 years old today. Um, and I was just cracking up because I'm like, dude, of course. And that kind of brings me to bring up additives. I wanted to discuss additives, right? Like all the different stuff where you read, you read the ingredients and you're like, oh God, okay. What is in here? Okay. Hydrogenated vegetable oil, canola oil, palm oil, all the oils, man. If you see anything with oils, like maybe sometimes avocado, but like, if you can get olive oil and avocado oil to be like your bases or coconut oil, mm. like just don't avoid all, like some people like me, like I'm very sensitive to those. If I eat something, like one time I had a French fry, no joke, that was deep fried in like vegetable oil. Mm. And I was just like, gonna lose my, so like it just was, my stomach hurt so bad. Yeah. But like a lot of people don't realize, like read the ingredients of what you're getting, right? Like I go to the store, you probably have this situation as well. It's all over the world. You look at the mayonnaise and you're like, oh, cool. So like I went to the supermarket here in the Netherlands and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a mayonnaise. That's, you know, it's gonna be great. Not gonna have any like, you know, uh, vegetable oil in it, right? So I look at it. Oh no, rapeseed oil is in everything in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rapeseed oil. You think that's good for you to digest, right? It's like same thing, like, right. When they say sunflower oil, you think, oh, like healthy. No, no, like run. It's not healthy. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> um, exactly. Or like cottonseed oil. Like your body isn't meant to process these vegetable oils. And they go through such a crazy amount of like, I can't, it's like, it's almost like gasoline, like what they do to these vegetable oils. And that's why like they never go bad right yeah it's basically have you, a have high, you seen some stuff there yeah for sure it's basically um th there's more and more science coming out now that that's showcasing the the dangers of vegetable oils like how terrible they are because your body cannot digest them they go through a horrific process to get to where they are it's literally taking the seeds of plants and that sounds harmless but they process those seeds to a point of it's not even like the same, it's not even the same compound. It's like a completely different compound. And that oil should not be consumed by any animal, not, not any animal. I don't think that oil is, should be consumed at all. And um, you mentioned uh, things that are added in food. Funny enough, recently, um, I've just got back home, obviously in South Africa, as we said, 
and we have a um, basically the equivalent of Albert Hein uh, here. It's called Woolworths. Um, it's a very well-known uh, chain, like upmarket uh, food chain here in South Africa. And I've been pretty like bummed over the past couple of years because their dairy products specifically have about five different ingredients in it for just a simple dairy product, like just a simple yogurt. Oh like, and what bugs me is they advertise it as having no added preservatives. Okay, cool. I get that. So maybe it doesn't have these crazy sounding like E numbers as we've known in, in Netherlands, you know, they have these E421 stabilizers or whatever. So what they've done is they've called them plant-based stabilizers, um, which in my opinion, in my unscientifically justified opinion is a preservative. It is a stabilizer. It is a thicken is a thickener, but because they've put their plant-based, they have justified that as not being a preservative. And, and that just bugs me because, you know, that plant-based can, can be anything. Most of our diet is plant-based. Canola oil, vegetable oils are plant-based. So that term now is becoming this blanket term for all of these other different stabilizers that they can put into food now. And because, because, plant-based is seen as something that is now healthy. They're using that as a way to market their products to people. So I was, I was fairly surprised. I posted my frustration on Instagram and Woolworths actually came back to me. They, they emailed me and they said, listen, what, the yogurt the company or the grocery store? Yeah. The, the, the grocery store. So they make their own okay. yogurts. Yeah. They make their own like Woolworths yogurts. It's the same. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So they got back to me and they said, uh, I must just explain what my frustration was. So I, I explained to them everything I've just said to you. Um, and, I, and I specifically said in there because they've got, they've got an organic range of yogurts. So I, I specifically said, okay, if your yogurt is organic, organic by definition is something that's in its most natural form. How can you put plant-based stabilizers and thickeners and um, whey powder in organic yogurt organic yogurt to me should be two things full cream milk and uh yogurt cultures and that should be it that that yeah. to me is organic and totally if if it gets a bit watered down and it gets a bit runny that's okay people people must know that organic is not going to be perfect that's okay i don't mm -hmm. mind that but i don't think you can actually call something organic if you are putting in stabilizers into it. it just doesn't make sense to me anyway no. I, I'm, I'm happy i'm happy they got back to me and uh they basically said that they're working on a product or a dairy product that actually does not have stabilizers in it which i'm happy about i'm very happy about that because mm -hmm. the more people that can get access to good quality dairy the better um i think dairy i think dairy if used correctly um it can be over abused like anything <laughs> But oh yeah if you eat dairy correctly and you use it sparingly it can really be a superfood it can it can increase your strength it can add a bit of flavor to your food it can really do so much for you um i, I don't know how you feel about that though um, i certainly no i i feel the same way for sure um i would say that dairy can be your friend 
But if you're like me, when you were here and I was drinking also like, this is where the real weight gain, I think came from just FYI, I was drinking like three lattes a day. Okay. When I first got here and I went in the office, I was so excited. It was like a cappuccino here, a latte or two here. Oh, I need my after lunch, pick me up coffee. Like Europeans are obsessed with coffee. And like, I thought I was a coffee nut like kind of, but I only had like one cup at 730 in the States. No, you have it like constantly three a day. So I really liked lattes. And so I think that's where a lot of the weight gain came from was because I'm drinking like three lattes a day. No kidding. No, no kidding. Um, but that one, the, the other thing the stabilizers, right? Like, I think there's a lot of soy lectin in things and there's like now like sunflower lectin, whey lectin, there's a lot of different lectins which I think do the same similar thing to the stabilizers. Um, but there's also a lot of things hidden like sucralose. Um, there's also, uh, oh my gosh, what Wait, is one can of we, the A? Can we, can we back up yeah. there? Because I was just about to say that is what like sucralose in the mince, in the mince meat, uh, the ground beef, okay. uh, we say mince, sorry. But so the yeah, yeah. Beef. So where where did you find sucralose? Because I know sometimes bacon. I've seen it on bacon, where like they'll have like, and this is not because of the bacon itself. This is like literally, it'll have. Um, oh my god, I haven't seen it in so long, so I don't have it here. But uh, what is the thing that is usually on bacon that like you? Oh no, nitrates, right? Like the mm. nitrates. Then it'll be like, oh, there's some like vegetable like. So fiber, there's something on it, but usually with like, if they try to do the thick cut bacon in like the U S they'll put sucralose and then also the nitrates and then also another additive on there. So then it can keep the flavor of like the maple bacon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like they do that. Yeah. So that's where I've seen sucralose, but you've seen it in ground beef. Yeah. And <laughs> before I get, I mean, crazy, crazy, right? So again, this is, this is going back to the beginning of the year. Uh, when I arrived in Amsterdam uh, and I was eating a lot of ground beef because it was cheap and it was just easy to cook. And I noticed the, the again, I mean, you have to read your labels, but I just assumed, oh, I'm going to a first yeah. world country that is supposed to be amazing at everything. Literally the, the beef, the beef that I was eating tasted sweet. I could not for my life, like believe yeah. what I was tasting and the difference between, so basically uh, Yumbo, Albert Hein and a couple of big chains in certain uh, packages of beef, they put the sucralose in and, and the reason being it's a, it's a preservative and it makes the beef, it makes the beef's color stay red. Of so course. again, this goes back to the yogurt situation is that meats by definition is going to turn a different color with time. It just does that. That's natural. So they are trying to preserve the color of the beef. So it looks pristine on the shelves, but I, Nicole, I can't explain, like it literally tasted so sweet. And that's because I've probably been carnivore for a long time. So my, my sweet tooth is, uh, is very yeah, sensitive, yeah. but the, the difference between Albert Hein beef, um, that had sucralose in and like, uh, your average butcher's mince that was like just plain was, it was so different. Um, oh, I can only imagine. It, it was it was crazy. Um, but what I did want to By say. By the way, about the did this? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, carry on. 
Oh, I was going to say, like, did it have a label on it that said no additives or organic or anything like that? Or was it just pretty standard, like grocery meat? I don't think so. I think it was just pretty standard grocery meats. Um, okay. And and that's why I'm, I know we've spoken about it before, but that's why if you are going to buy from Albert Hein and you are in Netherlands and listen to this podcast, uh, make sure you get the Slachers Gehacht, which is the fresh mince that they get in like each day. And then they put it in like a different packaging. But that's what I buy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the freshest mince that you can get from like- And read big... the read the ingredients, <laughs> right? Like no matter what you get, you think, because you would think you're getting meat. I'm not getting a freaking yogurt, man. I'm mm. getting meat and it should just be one thing, right? Meat, like meat, right? So you don't even want to read the back of it because you're like, it should, but like it's creeping in everywhere. And my, yeah. my reason for asking you if it said no additives is there's so many workarounds right now for the companies. So the same people who are in the food industry that are making our food, they're also part of the FDA, right? They're the ones that are on the board as well being like, you know what, we're going to run a study for this and we're going to say, okay, this is safe to go in your food, right? Or you know what, this isn't technically an add additive, right? Sucralose, it's actually a sugar. So it's not actually an additive. So we're not going to say, we're going to we're gonna label this as no additives, mm -hmm. right? Even though it does exactly what it is, but they won't think that people read into it. So you have to be really careful with what is advertised as well, right? Exactly. Because like exactly. there's so many, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, with, the, with the nitrate scenario, I actually read something. This might be a bit controversial. But um, I'm sure you. What is not that. controversial that hasn't already been said? <laughs> what is not controversial about a podcast uh, called Meat Based? <laughs> poop is poop is not controversial. <laughs> I've discovered, but everything else is. Go on. <laughs> um, okay, so poop aside. Um, mm -hmm. So Rob Wolf uh, said something on his Instagram uh, the other day, maybe not the other day, but it was it was sometime, and I read it and I found it very interesting. Apparently, nitrates in bacon is not that bad for you so again that's controversial within the pure carnivore community apparently the nitrates don't are say such words i'm just kidding i'm kidding yeah let <laughs> me not even go there but according to according to him and according to studies published um the nitrates are actually not that harmful in fact there's more nitrates in spinach in in, in just plain old spinach you you, you, you are go. getting like you're getting like 10 times more nitrates in spinach than in bacon that has added nitrates in it. So if yeah. you if you needed if you needed another reason to go meat based, um I've just added that to the list. I, I think that spinach is literally my least favorite. Like I yeah. literally the worst to my stomach. But wait, that's really funny because it always says less than one percent dextrose, less than one percent nitrates, right? Mm -hmm. Um, or I guess it doesn't even say percentage, but that's interesting to know that nitrates are in other things that you wouldn't think of, right? It's just like the marketing. The marketing is so good for so many different products that like we would never know what's actually in them sometimes because we're like, oh, Popeye ate spinach, right? Spinach cannot be bad for you at all, right? Like there can't be pesticides on it or any chemicals on it or any water runoff on it. No, like it must be like perfect, like mm -hmm. nitrate free for sure. It doesn't even cross my mind yeah so. exactly they, interesting they're right. just getting so so clever with um how how things are marketed um yeah. yeah oh for sure yeah i mean here they have a word called biolage mm. 
Mm. I can't say it. Like I, I don't buy produce, right? Like, cause we don't eat like fruits or vegetables. Like the most I told you is like orange juice, half a cup a day. <laughs> but like, I was thinking about this. I'm like, wait, like, I guess like, what is the actual difference? Like I know organic does not use pesticides. Is that what it is? Organic mm. is the most close to nature. So they don't use pesticides or they use less, right? Mm. I'm talking about vegetables. And then like the ones that are not organic, like they use a lot more pesticides. There's usually a lot more, um, uh, what is it? Glyphosate. What is the one uh, toxin on there? Yeah, I think it's glyphosate. That's like in everything that I didn't even know about until this year. I was shocked. I was like, wait, like pesticides are actually hurting me when I get like stuff that's not organic on vegetables. Like, oh my God. Yeah. How do people know that? And, and that's, that's crazy because I've heard many people, especially coming from the United States saying that they can, when they eat bread in the United States, they feel like shit. I said that. Okay. There we go. Nicole said it. But when you come to a place like Italy or France, where they they slow ferment their bread, they don't use any glyphosate. Um, listen, I don't know if that's the case today. Who knows if they've got an influence by the US or not. But many people say that th- the difference between them eating bread in the States and in Italy is is so different. They don't break, their skin doesn't break out. They don't feel as shit. Yeah. Um, there's so, again... There we go. That's a simple. I can confirm this. Mm. I can confirm this. I've had a croissant or two. I have had, I've tried a different bread here and there. Um, There's definitely, it's definitely true. I'm so sensitive to gluten. And when I would try it here, nothing would happen that bad. Right. Like maybe I'd have an upset stomach or heartburn just naturally from eating something like that. But it's night and day from the mm. States. And I'm like, what the heck are you making your bread with in the States? Like you crazy motherfuckers. What are you putting in our bread? That is just like making literally like they putting every single additive. And then like, it's the same with like different ingredients for ketchup. Like I remember seeing this a while ago, like, and like, and I remember telling you, right. Like right now there's 11 that uh, there's 11 different chemicals that are banned for use in makeup in the United States. Right. 11 chemicals that you just cannot put in makeup when you manufacture it, right? In the UK and Europe, guess how many are illegal that you cannot use? 11 fucking thousand. 11,000, Josh. That is insane. Like that, that, that applies to food. That applies to what we use in our agriculture, right? There's all these different things. So I do have respect for the European culture that I think they care about the consumer in that regard, right? Mm. They actually care what the consumer is putting into their body to an extent. But you have to remember when there's profit, just period, like when there's money to be made in like a product, right? Like you're going to market it as best you can, right? Mm. So that people want it and they're not worried about what's in it. So I, I think that Europe does a better job in caring about the consumer, the end consumer compared to America. But again, very controversial things we're saying. Um, but I still don't, I still think it's an issue. Like I still need to read, you know, the label of everything. Like why the heck is rapeseed oil and everything? Like, come on guys. Mm. Like Mm. what is going on? (laughs) Um, I will say as well, like, I don't know if we, we haven't talked about this on here. I think I've talked about this on my blog previously, but, um, there's a couple things that happen when I'm kind of like thrown off, um, 
like just in a way, and I'll kind of tell you what those things are. So if I kind of go through about of like eating a lot of food that like has those additives in it, gluten, you know, has sugar, has, you know, a lot of processed oils. Usually, usually it's the worst with oils. Um, and sometimes there's a mixture of alcohol and lack of sleep or whatever. Right. But the main thing is that I'm veering away from eating clean, right? Like there's vegetable oils involved and I can feel that what happens to me is I actually get the shakes, <laughs> which sounds pretty aggressive. Um, but it's happened to me. I think a handful of times, um, happened to me once when I was on vacation in Idaho visiting my friends and I literally like put my head down to go to bed. Right. And I was like, Oh, I'm on vacation. Like, it's fine. Like I can cheat here and there whatever. Like we had drinks every night. Um, I lay down and my whole body is just shaking. Like it starts as like a tiny shiver and then it just gets full blown, like full blown shaking. Like I remember the first time I, I asked Taylor if I was having a seizure because like, I didn't know what was going on. I was like super scared. And he was just like growing my back. He's like, do you want to go to the hospital? Like we want to call 911. Like what's going on? I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I think it's okay. This is to the point where like, I couldn't walk. Like I didn't know what was happening. And uh, so I've been in Idaho and I was like, okay, cool. Like this is fucking scary. And then I saw the trend of when it happened was when we had people over and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have like a slice of that cake or I'm going to have alcohol or I'm going to do this. So it always happens when I have exposure specifically to vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. Like that's been the trend. Cause sometimes it's happened when I haven't drank. Sometimes it's happened when I've had plenty of sleep. Sometimes it's happened when I'm super low stress, everything in my life is peachy, right? Mm -hmm. So the only consistent factor was the vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. So it happened about four more times, another time when we were actually out on vacation, which is the scariest part. Um, and then it actually uh, got to the point where I went to my doctor and I said, hey, like I'm having these, like, I don't know what to call them, like episodes, like maybe I'm having seizures. I don't really know. And she like went through a round of questions and I answered them and she goes, huh. She's like, this is really weird. What I want you to do is I want you to write down every time that you actually have them and see like what's causing it. And I told her and I said, hey, like I follow a carnivore diet. This happens, no joke. Every time I like cheat, every time I like, and I don't mean like just having one meal. This is like kind of like, you know, you have like a day of doing mm. that, right? Mm. And I told her and she just, she told me, she goes, okay, well then, you know, your body is responding it doesn't like this, then stop doing it. Like, she's yeah. like, that's all I can tell you right now, unless you want to like see like a specialist. And I'm like, specialist on what? Like, if I'm like mm. crazy or not. Um, so anyway, so that happened. And I am sad to say it hadn't happened in like months because I had been very tight on like not doing that. And I think some people sometimes give me shit for like sometimes being a purist or like following the diet pretty well. And it really annoys me because um, hold on. I can hear like my dog in the background, but it really annoys me when people like give me shit for like sticking to something because they don't know that like, Oh, this girl actually has the shakes and like literally like is having a seizure in bed when she's exposed to this shit for too long. You know what I mean? So like, it just bugs me that like, you don't know what's going on with people, right? You don't know why people are doing things. It might be health reasons. It might not, you know, you don't know. So I think it's better to not like judge someone for following a diet and think there's some like OCD person when like mm -hmm. in reality, like, yo, like I don't want to have shaking episodes, dude. Like, yeah. sorry. And I had one here after Friendsgiving and 
I was like, you know what? And that was another reason for like starting the 75 hard because I was like, dude, like I don't want to be shaking in a foreign mm-hmm. country. And like, you know, I don't know if it gets like worse or actually like turns into a seizure or something. Like I don't, I just don't like that happening because anxiety like sets in when you're having this episode. Like you're literally like laying there and you're like your whole body's shaking and it's like uncontrollable. And you're just like, okay, like it'll pass. It always does. And like Taylor says to me, he goes, yeah, like you haven't died from this yet. Like it's fine. And I'm like, wait, why would you say that? I was like, well, and he's like, I'm just saying like, it'll pass. Like it'll, I was like, yeah, great word choice. But anyways, my point Mm. is, is that it kind of turns into like an anxiety exercise for me. Mm. And I'm kind of like, okay, like I can handle this. I've gone through it before. Like it'll Mm. be fine. But anyways, that's what happens when I get exposure to vegetable oils too much. Yeah. And that, I mean, for me, again, that ties into, uh, again, like what people do to make them themselves feel safe. Like if you decide that, okay, cool. I want to get the jab because I want to feel safe. That's cool. Like, you know, you are doing that because you want to feel safe. Like, you are doing what you're doing because you know that's the best way for you to to feel your best and not have these shaking episodes, you know? And that kind of brings me, I, I was going to mention it earlier, but when I flew back from uh, South Africa, I had I had airplane food and I got airplane food on my um, word. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can talk imagine. Talk about additives. Talk about additives. <laughs> talk about additives. Like there was there was gluten involved. There was definitely vegetable oils involved. There was a, a dessert that I ate, which I immediately regretted involved. It was just, it was horrible. And same as you, I, I didn't quite have the shakes, but I felt so shit for two days after that headaches, yeah. aching body. It just, it just reinforced this like belief in me that you know, there's, there's a reason why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because um, it makes me feel good and it just makes me perform at my best. And, 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 and that is the reason why, and that's what motivates me. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I ate the airplane food because again, like you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so strict that I will not try different food, but every time I do go off track, it's, it's a good reminder as to how yeah. good it feels to actually stay on track and and how grateful I am to, to feel good when I'm eating a meat-based diet. Um, and I know you mentioned you mentioned the word cheat, which which I love because I would we can maybe get into this and this will probably take a whole episode to explain, but I now yeah. I have carb refeed days on Saturdays normally, and it's usually white rice. Um, but but I veered away from the word cheat from my own vocabulary because back in the day when I was uh, just following a standard keto diet and I was over-exercising and intermittent fasting, I used to have cheat days. So Saturday was cheat day. Wake up, um, I would have a croissant in the morning. I would have a latte. I would have two pizzas, no jokes. I would have, I would just have whatever I wanted. He would go and ham, basically. I would you would go, go out of control. Yeah. I would go so ham. And it would it 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 got so like it got so destructive at, at stages where those cheat days turn into cheat weekends. So so Sunday came along. So if my cheat day was on Saturday, Sunday came along and I was like, 
you know what's yesterday actually i may as well just carry on today i may as well just yeah that's what happens <laughs> i may as well just carry on today and then and then those cheat weekends occasionally turn into cheat weeks and and now i find the term carb refeed is a much better fit for my vocabulary because as silly as it sounds to me it's it's a strategic way of adding in carbs to my diet where I know they are serving a purpose and their purpose is just to help me perform better at CrossFit. It's not, it's not a cheat. Yeah. It's not like I'm going off my diet. I'm just having a bit of what rice or sushi or like this weekend I had, um, I had these gluten-free uh, pumpkin flapjacks, uh, which made my joints hurt like crazy, but we won't get into that now. <laughs> but every time, every time I'm ever like, you know what, let me just try this. Every joint in my body is like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, your joints are just like sitting there just going, are, are we ready doing this again? Uh, are we doing this again? Okay. We okay. need to test this. Yeah. You actually, you come from a place where you're spoiled, like carnivore spoils you, where you're like, God, I feel so good. My body can handle anything. Love that. I've done this. I had a croissant. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, and it was from one of the best bakeries in the Netherlands. Like, I'm not mad. Like, it was delicious, obviously. I had the worst heartburn. My stomach was like turning inside out of itself. I don't even know what was happening, but I was just like, everything was just upset. Like I got really hot and like, I didn't know what was going on. And I was just like, oh, and then I ended up with missing a workout. Cause mm. like, you're just like, oh, my stomach hurts. Like, I don't want to do this. But anyways, it, it, it really is true that like it, she, it's so hard to let yourself, uh, I guess, like depending, you have to have a purpose. Your purpose is refeeding right? Mm. Your purpose is not to veer off your path to indulge in your weaknesses. I think that's the biggest differentiator when people use the word cheat. And when you're actually just fueling yourself with carbs, a specific one day a week, because you need it for CrossFit, right? Mm. Even Sean Baker in his book, I was actually rereading this today. <laughs> um, I was going to send this to you, but he actually had a section uh, for like top performing athletes, right? in terms of like sometimes carbs that they can use um, to like help leverage, right? His main thing is getting enough protein and getting like the food um, mm. that you need, like the meat that you need. But he also said like, in some cases you will have to mix things up and see what works for you, like you doing CrossFit. So I absolutely am gonna adopt your refeed if I ever get to the point of like being a pretty, like if I ever get into CrossFit, I will refeed myself probably. <laughs> like I, I think I will. Um, so if I ever get into like top cycling or like, sorry, let me rephrase that. If I ever get into intense cycling again, or like CrossFit, I will definitely use your refeed. So just on Saturdays, you like do like a, like every meals with rice or is there like one specific meal? How much rice do you eat? It's, it's really, it's, it's really not a lot at all. It's like, it's literally like a, I don't know, like a cup, a cup of r white rice cooked. Um, or oh, like sushi. 200 grams or something. Like yeah. And or... I, I think it's actually, it's like less than 70 grams of carbs or less than 50 at some oh, stages. Wow. So okay. it is, it is the bare minimum. Um, and I used to have like honey in those days as well. But like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit like off the honey now and I just feel I better honey. with the, yeah. Honey's the devil. No, like it's disgusting. No, like I actually hate <laughs> yeah. honey. I am like the one person in the world who actually hates honey through yeah. and through. Wait, so I have a question for you. So what has been the biggest difference you saw 
doing the refeed with the rice on Saturday is about 150 grams or so, 70 grams of carbs. Mm. What has been the biggest differentiator that like, I guess, is keeping you sticking with the refeed days? I, I just think the pure like explosive strength, it's hard to explain. So actually it's not hard to explain. Why am I even saying that? It's easy to explain. <laughs> CrossFit is a very um, explosive sport and I've done it with just pure uh, carnivore for a long time. And you just can't seem to get into that fifth gear at times. You know, when you need to do a ring muscle up, when you need to do handstand walks and you need to do pistol squats or whatever. It, I this feel all that sounds really hard, by the way. I'm never doing no, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the beauty is, I mean, I tell everyone about CrossFit. I love it. Is that, is that there's scaling options for everyone. So whatever you can't do, there will always be a version of that exercise that you can do. Like it's crazy. Oh. People get super inventive. Like for instance, on Saturday, we trained uh, at my local box here, Motley Crew CrossFit, and uh, the workout had bar muscle-ups in, which for those that don't know you, a muscle-up is you you basically do a pull-up, but you've got to lift yourself over the bar and you've got to do like a, a push-up on the bar, basically. So it, it's Fun. it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. And um, gnarly, is that the right term, Josh? I yeah, don't know. yeah. I've just said it. It's intense. <laughs> it's intense. Um but the scaled version for like people that can't do a muscle up is you put a box underneath the bar and you go underneath the box and you, you, all you do is you jump. So you use the box as a, as a step. So all you're doing is you're jumping and then you get yourself over the bar. So instead of you having to do the full movement, you are uh, you're scaling it to a very, a very manageable mm-hmm. way of doing it. And it makes the workout so fun. You know, it's, it's the equivalent of having a handicap in golf is a handicap yeah. in golf is designed so that no matter who you are, you can play against Tiger Woods and still be competitive against him because you have a handicap and that, that makes that levels the playing field. So I love it in that respect, but back to the, the, the carb side of things is it's those sort of movements. Um, it is just scientifically proven that they require a, level of glycogen in the muscles to get the most of it. I'm not saying you can't do CrossFit pure carnivore. You definitely can. But I've found that just having that carb refeed on the weekend just makes it just a little bit more enjoyable because I've just got that extra bit of energy for the week. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like this is a place where like, like we're not purist anymore. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a one size fits all, whether it's your workout, whether it's your diet, whatever. Like, so I think that, I don't know, I hope people can be more open about, you know, if they do refeed, right. Like as a carnivore, because I honestly, like also like CrossFit, you're doing CrossFit, like that's amazing. Like, I think there are carnivores like Sean Baker, who is a freak of nature, right. We know that he's broken Mm -hmm. world records. He like, you know, and he's like 50 something, right. Or is he like almost 50? I don't know. My point is, is that he also does explosive exercise and he, but here's the thing. He eats so much, right? Like Mm -hmm. he literally eats so much. So I wonder if there's ever a, uh, like not saying like for you, but maybe, I don't know. But like, maybe it's like, do these people need to eat more? Cause like Taylor would eat the same amount of like steak and food as me. And I'm like, 
dude, like you should be eating another steak. You're six two. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, no, like you should, but like he doesn't work out. Yeah. So like if he doesn't have that output, he probably doesn't need that other steak because of his height and our like difference in weight. But all I'm saying is that it looks like it can work. There's also a very famous rugby player. I can't remember his name because I don't follow rugby. That's also carnivore that doesn't do that. But like, I don't know, to each their own, man. If you want to do a refeed day and like yours is not like every meal, it's literally like that. Okay. Can I just say something though that I just realized? So, okay. Carnivore alias. I can't say it. Carnivore, Mm. you know, the Instagram name carnivore alias. I can't say it. Yes. So like he eats potatoes. Like he literally, I just saw. So let's get this out of the way. Okay. Okay. So let's get this out of the way. All right. This is like a not, we're not talking shit, but I just want to know what the fuck's (laughs) going on. Like, so I'm about to write to him because I literally was so confused uh, with like his messages. And maybe Mm. I'm seeing different posts or like maybe they're really far apart in time and he's reintroduced something. And I missed that story about him reintroducing, but he eats oranges and fruits. um, I think maybe honey. Um, but he also, uh, eats potatoes with like every meal, like with Mm. his steak. And like, so I'm like, okay, like this guy must be like a bodybuilder, like a a power lifter type guy. Like that's what I'm thinking of in my head is that this guy probably has the genetics and came from a background of muscle and heavy body lifting in order to be able to eat the potatoes and do all this stuff. That's kind of like how I was thinking about it. Yeah. But I just thought that he was like a purist, like a carnivore purist. And like, he like suns his fucking balls. So I was like, okay, right. Like, wait, am I getting people confused? No, that's him. No, that's him. No, he that's suns him. his balls yeah. and he loves but, alpacas, right? Yeah. And okay. Uh, so but, tell me that. What is that? So again, I, I, I unfollowed him, um, not out of some like tyrannical, like, I just don't want to see you sort of vibe like you, you don't fit into the carnivore sphere, but he he's sending the wrong messages, in my opinion, big time to his audience. And that's not the reason why I have a, a bone to pick with him, not to sound like what would be your specific what is there a specific for, one that you don't like? So firstly, 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 is that um Nassim Taleb, one of my favorite authors, talks about skin in the game. This guy has got zero skin in the game. He we don't even know who this person is, first of all. So he's got no accountability. I've got, I am Josh Sneeman on Instagram. If something bad happens to me, or if I, if I, if something happens to me, I'm fully accountable for, for the way I've portrayed myself online. So people yeah. see the full me, it, it, people know who I am. The fact that he hides behind an alias and now creates this um, discombobulation within the carnivore community just bugs me a lot because, yes, like we said, glucose for many people, strategic glucose consumption like potatoes, orange juice, honey, whatever it is, can work for some people. But he forgets something so, so important is that people like myself that have struggled with food addiction carbs yeah. can be the difference between you feeling great yeah. and shit and and he Same. completely he completely forgets that um he he likes to quote these papers on science as to how glucose is important for every single bodily function and i've seen all his work but again he, he's forgetting the fact 
that like you said, you've actually just said it, is that if you eat enough meats and enough fat, that's why I love Judy Cho. She's a legend. I love her work. Yeah. I I, I will say it again and again until I get And you also have podcast. seen her face and she's a real person. Seen her face. I know who she is. She's written a book. She's a researcher. Yeah. If you're eating enough fat and protein, you do not need glucose. It's as simple as that. No, but you don't. Yeah. But for me, I've just found after years of modifying the diet that a, a little refeed has worked. But but like you said, is that people who follow carnivore redis now and they want to lose, like let's just say, 100 pounds because they may be morbidly obese, and then they start adding in potatoes and orange juice, you are you are not going to get to where you want to be. Trouble. I can no. guarantee you that. I no could way. never do that and like no. be okay. No. So, okay. That is, I actually so sorry, thought about I, that. I feel like I just had a massive rant, but I'm just going to put it no, off. No, 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 not at all. I actually forget. Like, I mean, this person could be a troll sitting behind a computer, a thousand pounds, just like literally like zits all over his face. Just like yep. literally like, or her, who knows, plot twist. And they're just like literally just talking about this, like, I guess, different life that they wish they had. So I guess if you guys, if anyone knows Carnivalelis, I'll we'll Carniv- link him in here. Carnival maybe. Aurelius. Aurelius. Carnivore Aurelius. Sorry, go, it's yeah. really hard for me to say. I, I swear <laughs> I went to college. <laughs> um, but I guess the question is, has anyone ever seen him? Right? Because I do think it's like a cowardly thing to give advice to people. When you've never seen how this person actually looks. If I'm taking yeah. health advice for someone, I want to see that they're glowing. I want to see that they look great, that they feel great. Like I see them on a daily basis. They're not psychotic. They're not just like, you know what I mean? Like I want to see this person, right? So actually seeing this person, he's like telling people to, like I said, eat like you need glucose in order to like survive, right? I think really what that relates to, especially in like the, you know, uh, ancestral diets is just have or ancestral yep. is like you'll have like a, a handful of berries right because you saw them on a bush or something mm. so I think that's like what he's trying to maybe go for but like I saw something pretty heavily like saying like drink your orange juice and um eat your eat your glucose it's the same post that you saw probably um but yeah I don't advocate for people to eat sugar even if it comes from fruits, I don't advocate for people to eat carbs. Like I think no. that that's the whole thing of being carnivore is not having sugar or carbs, right? That's like mm. literally the whole thing. Yeah. And, and in fact, what, what reminded me about that and, and you were speaking about orange juice, I will never, ever forget this for the rest of my life is that when, when Sean Baker was first on Joe Rogan's podcast for the carnivore diet, he said something mm-hmm. which blew my mind, but basically oh, in, in orange juice, uh, the vitamin C competes with the glucose. So that's why there's vitamin- you can absorb it. Exactly. So the vitamin C and the glucose molecule are nearly identical and they actually compete with each other in the body. So the, what this means is that, Hey, maybe if you're having less glucose in your bloodstream, you don't need as much vitamin C to counteract the glucose. And well, your body can guess who's it. cutting this out. I'm done with, wow, that was a fun week. That was a fun week of a half cup of orange juice, but shoot, here we are. Okay, well, I'm cutting that back out. Jeez. Mm. Um, I remember hearing that as well. And there's a lot of things like that. That happens a lot though with a lot of vitamins not getting absorbed is because there's the sugar, right? Mm. So I, I, I don't like carbs. I don't like sugar. I, I, I don't think that they have a place here. Yeah. 
and I will say with, with full transparency, what I have added in, and I, I don't think I've even told you this, but what I have added into my diets, and I started it during the winter months in Netherlands, and I've continued it now in South Africa, is cod liver oil. Um, and I will link the brand below, but it's Nordic. It's called Nordic Naturals. Um, and they make a cod liver oil because the omega-3 and the vitamin D in the cod liver oil, especially during the winter months, apparently is very optimal. So that is a supplement. Is it really? I suppose it is. But um, I mean, if it comes from an animal and nothing's added in, I don't really call it that. Like my liver, yeah. I get freeze-dried in pill form. I just get yeah. freeze-dried because I don't freaking like that. Like I don't like cooking it and tasting it. Mm. Maybe we can, I mean, that would be a good topic for for the yeah. next episode is to speak about your, because I, I, I really am interested in, in your supplements that you are taking. Um, but we always like to end on maybe things that you can do like at home or, or takeaways um is there anything that you would like to end off with that's like a hack or something that you've been doing that can just add to somebody's uh, meat-based routine one thing i guess two things uh if you ever go out to dinner or you ever go out on a social event uh make sure to eat before you do preferably red meat so that you're full and that you're less tempted by the shitty food that people have there or the sugary food or, you know, the foods that you might be attracted to or feel weak. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is uh, just do it. I know that sounds really just maybe like redundant and annoying. Yeah. I mean, we can say other stuff about Nike. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm just teasing. teasing. Um, no, but like there's no time but now. Like literally, if you're going to go and start something, if you want to start that diet, if you want to start that business, if you want to start whatever you want to do, right? Like stop saying that you're going to do it and stop waiting for the perfect time. Man, just do it. You'll be so happy that you started, right? You need to like start and just get it done. So um, I think that's a good thing. And then also I think from Jocko, right? Just if something bad happens in your life, I know that's life. Life's unfair say good. Good. Okay, cool. Right. Like one of his examples. Okay. I didn't get promoted. Good. I'm going to make myself better. So then the next time promotion cycle comes around, I am going to get promoted. Right. Or what? I couldn't hit like, you know, that bench press of 200 pounds. Good. I know I need to perform better. I know I need to practice and train harder so then I can do it the next time. So just know, just say good. When something bad happens to you say good. (laughs) I think it'll really turn, I think mentally, um, you know, what you're capable of and, you know, just like, yeah, laugh at things too when you can. Yeah. But yeah. Amen. Um, how about you? I, I just wanted to sort of carry on, on the, the sort of good philosophy. Um, I remember when I arrived in Amsterdam, I, I didn't have a job and I was literally waking up every single day, emailing agencies, trying to get a job. And just nothing was happening. And, and I think what I like about the good philosophy is, yes, you can become better, but sometimes the universe is, I, I read this quote, is that God's denials are not really denials, they're just delays. So yeah. the, thing you, the thing you may be not getting is just not happening right now. It's not to say it won't happen, but when you embrace the good philosophy, you are opening up to the fact that maybe it's just not the right time, but it's still going to happen. And you are just, you just need to keep chipping away. And 
anyway, eventually I got a job and it's, I can't see myself doing anything else, to be honest, besides recording me based podcast with my friend, Nicole, <laughs> but, but there we go. And, and, and it was, it was a delay, but it, it happened nonetheless. And I'm very grateful for that, but on something that you can do going forward, uh, we like to make this podcast very practical. Um, when I flew back from Amsterdam, I posted on my uh, Instagram that I had McDonald's and I can sit here and say firmly that I don't like supporting corporations that factory farm and put bullshit in their products, but sometimes you've got to make a necessary compromise. Sometimes you've got to just, you've got to know what to do in certain situations. And for me, that was going to Schiphol airports at six in the morning, being pretty hungry, went up to the till, said, hey, can I please have three sausage egg McMuffins with no bun, please? There we go. There's a, there's a perfectly good carnival yeah. keto breakfast for 13 euros, uh, five eggs, sausage, bacon from McDonald's. So no matter where yeah. you are in the world, you can stick to your diet. It's just a matter of asking the right questions, uh, knowing what to order, um, and you can pretty much eat, you can eat it anywhere. So again, there's a travel hack for you is that wherever you go, you can eat meat based. It's easy. You just got to know what to order. Yeah. I mean, or you can pull in a Caleb Peterson and have like steak in a, in a sandwich bag, yeah. you know, and just pull out yeah. sausage or steak in a sandwich bag. Right. I love my beef jerky. I always have some in my backpack. I rarely have to eat it though, because like most of the time it works out. But like, I will say um, in terms of like you, what you just said, like, it's just delayed. It might not happen. Like now is not like the right time. I mm. did. We watched, um, I don't know if you saw this. It's like the 14 peaks with uh, Nims. Ooh, I haven't watched He's it yet. a Nepali mountaineer. He literally did like 14 uh, of like the tallest uh, 8,000 meters plus of all of the major like huge uh I guess peaks like in uh, uh where was it uh no, well obviously like in uh, the Himalayas mm-hmm. and wait was it the Himalayas right like in Nepal like yeah. Kathmandu like all yeah. those places yeah. is that the Himalayas yeah okay yeah I'm like saying Himalayas it's like somewhere else no <laughs> <laughs> but he did like Everest and then the ones that are like more crazy that are in like uh, Pakistan like K2. And they ended up doing one that was in China. And it was a whole thing. It was very emotional. I, it was so good to see because basically he made a goal and he said, you know what? I'm going to do 14 of these peaks that are the hardest in the world. I'm going to climb 14 of these. And I think it was within six months or like within a certain amount of time. And he broke like all these records and stuff, but like, it was just insane and they're all like him and um, everyone is like Nepali. So it was a really big, gnarly thing. Um, that's just awesome because those are the people that are like the Sherpas and everything that are helping you get up the mountain, right? Like all the Westerners that come over that want to do Everest, like they're waiting in huge queues up the mountain. Have you seen pictures of people on Everest? How there's like these huge, you should like Google it. There's these huge lines of people now that just literally like, you have to like wait in a queue to get to the top of the summit. Wow. Like you should look this up. Yeah. Like it's pretty crazy, but like, those are like the Sherpas that like literally help you and like do everything. And, uh, so they did all those mountains by themselves and, uh, you know, some, you know, people die up there all the time. I'm not going to give anything away. 
the guy doesn't die. Let me just say that. Like the guy is alive. Yeah. His name's uh, Nims. Um, and he's super awesome. But it just was very, all of my things now are like relating to like Jocko's book since I like started <laughs> reading it. You know, <laughs> what life is really funny right Mm. it's like Mm. everything is like yeah wake up in the morning no days off and then it's like okay 14 peaks we're gonna do 14 peaks in like less than a certain time break all the world records and it's like oh okay like cool so now i'm just like if you ever see me on instagram i'm one of my little like spiels uh it's probably because i just got done reading jocko or you know watch some crazy climbing documentary yeah that's awesome yeah so I'm definitely uh, gonna anyway. definitely gonna give that a watch. Um, you should, because you you're about the third person in the last two days that have recommended that movie. So I'm, I'm oh, definitely good. gonna watch it. Yeah. yeah, please watch it. You'll you'll have a good time. Are you a crier? Yes, I am a crier. Me too. A big one. Okay. I cried on I cried on the plane coming to South Africa. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. I, you I watched, got it sometimes. I, I watched a movie. Um, <laughs> I watched. Uh, oh, no. It's called Lion. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about a. It's about an Indian, an Indian boy who gets separated from his family. It's based on a true story. He gets separated from his family, and an Australian couple adopts him. And anyway, I'm not going to give away too much, but it was yeah. so well produced, and apparently he got nominated for an Oscar. I don't know. Wow. But, okay. but if you want to watch a movie that's like sad f watch that i bawled okay. i literally was in the corner of the plane like just looking if anybody was watching me and i was just i was just like i was i was just crying my eyes out it was ridiculous um so yeah oh i love it every once in a while you need a good cry right yeah definitely i mean you need definitely. to watch something sad so but i literally yeah well anyway hope everyone has a great week day month you know and uh yeah yeah we'll do this again very soon probably on a bi-weekly basis i hope definitely i'll see you in the next one awesome bye everyone